morning everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Um, our topic today, leading people to Jesus, is one of my favourite topics to ever speak about. I believe it's one of the most important um, topic, most important thing to do as a believer. So I'm really excited this morning and I hope you are as well. Um, and maybe later on today we might be practising how to preach the gospel to each other. So I don't want to get you scared. I don't want you to be afraid. But I want you to prepare your mind to share the gospel to each other today. Um, our scripture today is Luke 10, 1 to 10. Luke 10, 1 to 10. And today also is Ave Sunday as well. Whoop. Can I get a whoop? Whoop. Yeah. And um, just doing a bit of reading online, um, it was to mark the new harvest that was to come in. So when the harvest would come in, they would celebrate, they would rejoice. But the harvest we're talking about today is a little bit different. We're talking about harvest of souls, of people. So it's a little bit different today. So we're going to read Luke 10, 1 to 10. And I'm just reading the ESV version. I'll read it very quickly for us. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Go your way, behold. I am sending out as lambs, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bags, no knapsacks, no sandals, and greet no, no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide. For the laborers deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say... So that's Luke 10, 1 to 10. And I was just thinking, just reading again over it. So if we are to all leave our homes, not take any food, not take any backpacks, not take any snacks, no phone, no Wi-Fi, no no way to contact your family, that would be very difficult for a lot of us. And I don't know how they did it back then, but I know they had the help of Jesus and later on the help of the Holy Spirit to do that but I can't begin to imagine how challenging that was but for us we've got it a bit easier unless God tells you to go on mission and leave your phone at home that's a little bit different Um, but today we're going to focus on three main points and the three points the first is you are chosen and appointed to share the gospel you me, you, every single one of us, we are chosen and appointed to preach the gospel. Number two, you are called earnestly to pray for laborers. That's point number two. And the point number three, some will receive you, and some will not receive you. That's just the, the fact of it all. So just going to point one, you are chosen and appointed to proclaim the gospel. I just want us to just say it as well. If you truly believe it, I want you to say it. 
I am chosen and appointed to preach the gospel. Can we say that? That wasn't confident enough, I want to say. <laughs> so I am chosen and appointed to preach the gospel. Let's try that again. I am chosen and appointed to preach the gospel. That's a lot better. And you know, sometimes a lot of us can disqualify ourselves in preaching the gospel. Maybe we can say, oh, yesterday I argued with my husband. Didn't, but <laughs> we could say that. Or maybe oh, yesterday something happened and today I disqualified myself. Or maybe we can look at the past and say, actually, five years ago, I did this and did that. And if I go out on the streets today, that thing is going to come on take me back. I don't want to go out to preach. Or maybe we can say, I'm not confident enough to preach the gospel. Who would listen to me? Or maybe it's, you know, I've got this wrong with me. Um, I'm not perfect. I don't want to preach the gospel. But actually, God is not looking for anyone that's perfect to preach the gospel. As long as you're a believer and you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are qualified to preach the gospel. And I just remember the woman at the, at the well that met with Jesus. You know, Jesus told her about herself and I believe on that day she got saved. But straight after, she went to tell everyone in the town, saying, I met with a man today. I met with Jesus. He told me about everything to do with my life. And from then on, everyone else in that town and city went to get to know Jesus as well. So she only met Jesus for maybe an hour. Or maybe more. It wasn't really recorded in the Bible. Um, but she, she only met Jesus for that time. And straight away, she went to preach the gospel. And another, another example, the madman of Gadara as well, that Jesus Christ met when they crossed the lake. You know, he was healed from his mental illness. And Jesus Christ preached the gospel to him as well. And straight away, he said, Jesus, I want to go with you. I want to go to do ministry with you. Jesus said, no, go back to your town and tell them what has happened. And do you know what happened after that? He went across 10 cities and began to preach the gospel. And that was just from an encounter, one encounter. So we've had many encounters with the Lord. Many, we've been to church maybe one, two, three, four, five years. And I just want to tell you that you are called to preach this gospel as well. You are called to share this gospel with everyone around you. Amen? Amen. 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 So you might ask, um, what is the gospel? The gospel is good news. And what is good news? The good news is that Jesus has won the battle over death and sin through his death and resurrection on the cross. That's the gospel. And I'll go into it a little bit deeper in a sec. Second. Um, but before that, I'll just have Emmanuel come forward. I didn't want to use anyone as a surprise um, so that you won't get scared when I start asking you questions. So I thought it might be good to... Preparing advance. So I'm going to share the gospel with Emmanuel very quickly, if you don't mind. Just get a mic here. So I was really encouraged by God the last week, Sunday. Walked out of Costa, saw a young boy outside Costa, and I went up to him. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, Holy Spirit, are you sure? I couldn't walk past him, so I went back to him. And I introduced myself to him. Ade, we just finished church, and I just want to share some good news with him. And I shared it with him. And at the end, I said, would you like to accept? He said, I would like to think about it. I said, okay, God bless you. If you do want to come to church on Sunday, you can. And that was how simple it was. And it was two minutes. And that was it. And that was through the encouragement on Sunday. I was convicted on Sunday. So I was like, yeah, we've got to share this good news. So 
Um, hello there, my name is Ade. I just saw you in Costa and I just thought to have a word with you. Is that okay? I'm um, good, busy, but yeah. Just give me two minutes, I promise. I won't take too long, just two minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, so, what's your name? Zandra. Lovely to meet you. My name is Ade. We just finished church in Costa today and I just thought I would come and just share some wonderful news with you. Would you like to know more about that? Uh, yeah, go on. Can I just ask, have you, do you believe in anything? Have you got any faith? Have you ever prayed before? Anything like that? Well, I'd say I'm a Christian, but uh, yeah, I go to church on Sunday. Okay, you go to church every Sunday. But I want to ask you, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? That means, have you accepted Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and your Saviour? Then what does that mean? Okay, have you ever heard of what the Gospel is? Um, Jesus died. Jesus died. Okay, there is so much more to know. I just want to share that with you today, if you don't mind. Again, I said two minutes. You can count down if you want. And in two minutes, I'll get out of your face, I promise. But I just want to tell you that at the beginning of it, oh, God formed us. He created everything and called it good. But it got to a point that sin entered it all, and that caused a separation between us and God. You know, we're meant to have this relationship with him. But sin separated us from God. But God sent Jesus Christ, his only son, to die for us on the cross. He didn't just die, he was buried. And on the third day, Jesus Christ rose again. And after he rose, he came to his disciples and he told them to go spread the good news. But you know what? Jesus Christ died for you too. Jesus Christ loves you so much. It says it in a part of the Bible that Jesus Christ loves you so much that he came to this world. That whoever may believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And Jesus Christ loves you and is knocking on the door of your heart today. And he wants you to receive him today. He just wants to enter your heart. And you don't have to be perfect to come to Jesus. All you need to do is accept him. And when he comes in, it begins to change your life. It begins to transform your life. But all he requires from you is to repent, which is to turn away from your sin, and to believe in him. And trust me, it's not just for the now. You might think, oh, I might accept him now and that's it. But actually, one day we're all going to die. And there is a heaven and a hell. And when you receive Jesus Christ, you're going to spend eternity with God. And there is nothing more important than that. Some people say the most important days of your life is the day you're born and the day you die. But there's a third day that's more important, which is the day you give your life to Jesus. Do you want to accept Jesus Christ today? Do you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ today, Emmanuel? I'm just going to lead you in a quick prayer. God bless you, Emmanuel. This is a massive decision you're making today, and I'm just going to lead you in prayer. Heavenly Father, just thank you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Emmanuel, I'm so happy. You're now my brother. I'm just going to give you a hug. You're now my brother. You're now into this family. Woo! Hallelujah. So I just want to tell you that there's some churches around, and I would like you to come to our church on Sunday just to get to know what this Christian faith is really all about. And I will contact you over the next seven days as well. Hopefully you can keep in touch. Or I'll pass you on to someone else I can support you. Is that okay, Emmanuel? That's fine. Thank you. Such an amazing decision, Emmanuel. God bless you. You can go up your seat. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, we might see that and just think, oh, that's a... But actually, the simple gospel saves. It really does save. And I'll just give an example. There was a day when I went on the, uh, when I went to the school of evangelism for like 10 days and they were calling people forward to share what the gospel is and they called me and I wasn't expecting.
waiting to be called. Um, so I went forward and I started, I was a little bit nervous. And I said, yes, um, Jesus, you know, something, you know, Jesus Christ died for us. And right at the beginning of time, um, he was going to step on the head of the serpent. And um, I started getting nervous. And I went to my seat, I sat down, fell a little bit sad. I had to call Emmanuel and tell him that, oh, no, I wasn't able to share the gospel today. <laughs> I feel really sad. But really, that taught me that I need to know what the simple gospel is. Very briefly, I need to know what it is. Because it's great to say to someone, you know, I lo- I, Jesus Christ loves you, cares about you. That's really good, but that's not the full gospel. So today we're going to go into that a little bit more today. Are we excited about that? Yeah. yeah? Is anyone nervous? No. <laughs> We'll go into it and we're going to simplify it very, very much as well, so don't worry about that. So, as we, as we already read, it said that, you know, the laborers are called to preach the gospel. We're all called to preach the gospel. And I'm just going to break it down very quickly for us as well. There is a longing in every human's heart for God, whether we know it or not. Um, some people like to fill it with different things, but there is a longing in everyone's heart for God. God made everything and it was good. He created us for a relationship, but sin, of course, came in and separated us from God. Jesus came to reconcile us back to God. Reconcile means to restore what has been lost through his death and his resurrection. Yeah? And it says that if, in Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah? Once your relationship with God is restored, you have been called to this service, like I said earlier. And you've been called into the service of reconciliation. And what is reconciliation? It means to restore what has been lost. And there's so many people lost out there. I remember Jesus said that I've come to, to, to restore the lost or to, to find the lost. I can't remember the scripture too well. But that's what Jesus Christ came for, the lost. And that's what we've been called to as well. And I'm just going to read quickly 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 21. And it says, he has committed us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So just looking at the, the, the verse I read just a little bit earlier, we have all been called, we've been, we're committed to this message of reconciliation. We have to carry this gospel with us wherever we go. I think um, last week we sh- it was shared about you know, friendship evangelism, about you know, being friends with someone, you know, be- your lifestyle must you know, look like a life that others should see and really question what God do you serve. We must carry this gospel everywhere we go. It's so important because many are lost out there. Many are hopeless. Many are dying both spiritually and physically and they need Jesus. The answer to every problem in this world is Jesus. The answer to the lost is Jesus. The answer to the hopeless is Jesus. The answer to every confusion in this world is Jesus. We all need Jesus. Yeah? And before I go on and tell us to kind of begin to think about what the full gospel is and then bring it into like a 30 seconds and sharing, I just want to tell us that the love of Christ is what compels us to preach the gospel. 2 Corinthians 5.14 The love of Christ. Without the love of Christ, we would struggle. There's some days that I don't feel like preaching the gospel and I just want to go home and I don't want to talk to anyone. And when I find myself in that season, I have to go back to God and tell him that, God, there's something not quite right in my heart. Can you just reveal your love to me again? And the moment God begins to reveal his love to me, I begin to understand that I've got to share that love with other people because there's no way that I would have overflowing love in my heart 
and watch my neighbor go to hell. I know that it says that the commandment in the New Testament is, you know, love your neighbor as, as Christ loved you. Love others as Christ loved you. Christ loved you so much that he died for you so that you would not spend eternity separated from God. So therefore, loving your neighbor also looks like ensuring that you share the gospel with them so that they do not spend eternity separated from God as well. That's, that's love. Yes, it's great to be hospitable. It's, it's, it's part of it. It's part of the tools of it. It's great to you know, be nice to them, but at the end of the day, they need to hear the gospel. So that goes to the second point as well. You are called earnestly to pray for laborers. And not just to pray for laborers, but pray for yourself, for opportunities to share the gospel. And I have to say, Liz is an amazing person that I look up to in terms of you know, just praying for that opportunity. I have to say that. You know, she's always encouraged, she encourages me, actually, um, to pray more for opportunities to come. So pray for laborers that, you know, for those already out there preaching the gospel, that the Lord will give them more grace. For those in persecuted countries, that the Lord will empower them and give them boldness to continue to preach, even in the midst of persecution, even when they're about to die. I know there was a, a time in Nigeria where I, I come from, and... Some, there was a story that was going around that at the point of death, there were, I don't want to think there's children here, I want to be mindful, but at the point of almost killing them, they, they asked them, will you deny Jesus at this point? And they said no. And they, you know, they, they lost their life here, but they ended up in glory with Jesus on that day. And thank God that we're not facing that yet. We're facing it covertly, but not really that much. So we've got to pray for those people. But as I said, also pray for yourself that you would have the passion and the zeal to also preach the gospel and boldness as well. And I must say, the boldness doesn't just come like that. Sometimes you have to take that leap of faith and as you begin to speak, God just speaks through you. just want to give an example. I remember um, going out on the streets of Norwich a couple of months ago now and I saw this, this young boy. He wasn't that young, maybe like in his 20s, dark hair. It looked a bit gothic, and I thought, ooh, um, should I speak to this person? And it's easy for me to be like, oh, he looks a little bit scary. I don't want to speak to him. But I felt the Holy Spirit leading me to speak to him. And I stepped forth. I said, oh, have you got any, do you believe in anything? Have you got any faith? And he said, I used to be a Christian before, but I turned away from it. And we had a conversation. Again, I shared the gospel with him about sin, about repentance, about believing, about the cross. And... At the end of it all, he said, yes, I want to accept Jesus. And that was amazing. And not just that, but the Holy Spirit, partnering with the Holy Spirit, I, it gave me the, what's it called? The Holy Spirit just told me to ask him that he's struggling with anxiety and depression. And he said, yes, how do you know that? And I said, that's what the Lord does. The Lord reveals because he wants to help you out. And I prayed for him. And after praying, he said he felt peace in his heart. And, you know, he said the, the prayer afterwards, we got his number, got his details, hooked him up to a church. And I gave him a hug after and told him that he's now my brother. And I, still, I have that picture and I can look back at it and be like, God, thank you for that. Because it was none of me, but it was just through me obeying God. And when you obey God, God is the one that completes the work. And that goes to the third point. Some will receive and some will not receive you. There I would say out of maybe 10 people that I speak to, one person might receive. But that one person, that's the most amazing news I probably would ever hear that day or remember that day. Because it says that when one soul is saved, 
you know, we all, everyone rejoices, everyone rejoices. So even if that one person is saved out of the 20, out of the million, you never know. And I remember the Australian couple that came a couple of weeks, a month ago now, and he shared his testimony with us of how he got saved on the streets of Sittingbourne. And now he's leading a school, in a Christian school in Australia. I'm sure the person that told him the gospel never knew what God will use his life to do as well. And I look even, I think, is it, is it Billy Graham as well? And if someone just shared the gospel with them, they never knew that later on you'll be leading thousands and millions of souls to Christ. So that one soul that God is telling you to preach the gospel to, you never know what God is going to do out of that life. So I want to encourage you, whether they receive you, whether they don't, whether they swear at you, I've been swear at before, you know. Um, there was a day we were street evangelizing and you know, I was there proclaiming, I was like, yeah, Jesus loves you, Jesus cares about you, he wants to save you. And a man came up to say, shut up. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, son, God bless you, I'm just going to continue. And, which is why it's good, again, to go out in twos. Because the, the other person was able to say, okay, sir, can you want to have a conversation with me very quickly? And I was able to continue. So sometimes you will be persecuted. Sometimes people will laugh at you. I've been laughed at before. But I, I, take, I take joy in it. Sometimes I'll be really sad. Of course, I went in and I was thinking, oh, Lord, that was a hard day today. But some other days I'm like, you know what, God? Jesus went through it. And he said, I'll go through it too. So some people might say no. Some people might stop talking to you at times. Some people might call you judgmental. They can call you everything. But if it's for the sake of Christ... I'll do it any day. So just to encourage us with that, that even if others reject you, even if they say no to you, as, they, as Jesus said, they might say to the, the disciples, do it with joy. Always do it with joy. One thing that I can't help but do when I'm on the street, I just like smiling a lot because I just, I just, you know, it helps. You know, it's a, it's a welcoming face. So why not just smile? Preach the gospel with joy. Amen. Amen. So when you go out there and preach the gospel, others will experience the kingdom of God through you. And what does, what does the kingdom of God bring? You know, it brings peace, joy, and righteousness. I believe that's how the Bible says it. So that's they will experience the peace of God, the joy of God that the world can never give. Amen? Amen. So just before we go onto our tables and do the little um, task I've got set for us, um, last, I think a couple of weeks ago when Rhonda came, she got us to share our story in 15 seconds. So today, I would like you to add an extra 30 seconds with it, with the gospel. So, break it, the way I learnt it, that made it really easy for me after um, being in front of everyone and not saying it right, was remembering, remembering the gospel with three words. Formed, deformed, transformed. God formed us, sin deformed us, Jesus came to transform us. But also you can have little bits and pieces in the middle of that as well. So formed, deformed, transformed. But at the end of it, you've got to tell them that they must repent and believe. That's really important. And I think the, the most important thing at the end of preaching the gospel is you've got to call them to something. You've got to give them a choice to make. After telling them that Jesus loved them, sharing about the cross, you've got to tell them, do you want to give your life to Jesus today? It's a choice for them to make. Amen? Amen. So, we're going to split off on our tables. So I want you to, let me just go to where I wrote my notes quickly. You can discuss what the gospel is, what Christ did for us, and how can we share it in a simple way with others. 
and the one person on your table can volunteer to share the gospel in 30 seconds. You can add your own story to it as well. So you can say, you know, before I met Jesus, you know, I had no direction. I was lost. I was in a really dark place. But when Christ came into my life, you know, he changed me. And now I have hope. Now I have peace in the middle of every situation. And this is because Jesus Christ came. So you add the gospel to it as well. Because at the end of the day, you can share your own story. But if you don't, the gospel is all about Jesus. It's not about just you alone. So you've got to share the gospel with your story as well. So I would like us to just maybe four or five tables and we would do that together as a team and one person would volunteer to share the gospel in 30 seconds. Is, is that okay? Awesome. We have five minutes. The three words were formed deformed and transformed Repent and believe? Is that it? I don't know. I do speak really fast, I'm sorry. That's alright. <laughs> Let me see. What is the gospel? <laughs> what did Christ do for us? Do you want to push it? Don't worry, don't And how can we share it in a simple form to others? Yeah, go on, okay. So we live in the broken world. It wasn't created this way. God made it perfect so that you can live in relationship with him. 
but then we went our own way and lived away apart from God. The Bible calls that sin. Uh, but God sees us in our brokenness and has made a way out for us. We try and cover this brokenness by doing things um, that might be like addictive behaviours or relationships um, or even trying to climb the career ladder. All of these things are like fungi cords and leave us eventually back in brokenness. So God's made a way out for us, like a little door. Because um, he's seen us in our distress and he wants to make a way out. So he sent his son Jesus into the world to live the perfect life that we could live. Um, and wicked men took him some 2,000 years ago and tried him and crucified him for the sins that he didn't commit. Um, and the Bible tells us that if we put our faith in him and um, make him the king of our lives, then the power of sin is crossed out of our life and then we could become what the Bible calls born again and be born in a new life and return to God's original plan in this circle here. Um, this is Gordon. I, th- I think we need to exclude Gordon. I heard something about Gordon actually from Russell. I love a Russell. You know Russell? Yeah, it's, it's leading our evangelism. <laughs> So what Gordon's just done there, Louis, from like, you know, educational point of view, is he's not used the Harvard referencing system for the, for the mode that he used. Yeah. He explains it in the presence of Ade, who is teaching an alternative theory. Ade then comes up with, I know Russell, who put the whole together. <laughs> oh, so that, that, was, that was amazing, though. Yeah. I, I, like, I've learnt from that as well, so yeah. that's really good, yeah. Yeah. It's so hard though, isn't it, to get the balance of process and empathy, honesty. Yeah. I remember when, when we did the three circles with Dave Bear on Calls to Go, you're knocking at the door and it's just like, in your mind, you see a person at the door, but on their face you see the three circles in front of them. You see it just like, you made a world and it was broken and then there was a door. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you try and just remember the process. Yeah. And it almost like as, as much as you're trying in the process, sometimes that can lead you yeah. further away from remembering that there's someone there. To the point that I did it, the person shut the door, and the guy I was with went, the gospel, mate. And in my head I was like, no, I've done a process that I learned in the classroom like a few moments before. I think that's a good thing, whether it's three words, three yeah. circles, yeah. Yeah. it's a thing of like, it was, was perfect, it's now broken, mm-hmm. and it can be made new, you know, yeah. kind of, and however you cast within that, as long as Jesus is, yeah. like you said, they're called yeah. to repentance, and, you know, kind of, yeah. whatever that means, yeah. and then in a way that they understand what that, you know, like, yeah. like just turning away from stuff. Yeah. I think that's good. Either way, it's got to be done. It's got to be it's done. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go for it. Well done. So, our five minutes is over. Are we ready? No? What, two, one more minute? Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. So, um, just before we share, I must say, sometimes it doesn't always work like that. Um, 
that's a perfect scenario, um, which does happen whereby someone would allow you to share the full thing. But sometimes in the middle of it, someone might then come in and say, what does it mean that Jesus Christ died for me? Why did he need to die for me? And they begin to ask a lot of questions. Sometimes you might have an answer to that question. Sometimes you might not. And it's okay to say, I just know that Jesus loves you. That's sometimes the perfect answer for everything. Um, So it's okay not to know the answers to everything. But again, just knowing the gospel itself and being able to share it is the most important thing of all. Okie dokie. So who wants to go first? What team wants to go first? No. I was going to go for Gordon but Gordon's I don't want him to scare everyone else so. <laughs> what, does it, what team does it mind going first? There is no shame in the house of God This is a place <laughs> This is a place of openness And freedom Okay Thank you <laughs> <laughs> My story is so simple, I think. Um, I was raised in church. I went to Sunday school as a child. I don't have any tragic stories to tell. But one thing became clear to me after a while. All these nice Bible stories that I heard now began to make some sense and I had to at some point think about what do these stories really mean? What does it really mean to have a relationship? with this Jesus I've been hearing about. And at that time I had to make a decision. You see what sin does, that sin sin actually defends us, it removes us from a relationship with Jesus. And God sent Jesus to die for us. And when we receive Jesus into our lives, he transforms our lives and restores us back to a relationship with him. So Bob, I asked you, do you have a relationship with this Jesus? I do, but if I didn't, I'd want to, because it would be just terrible. Don't clap for GT. That was really good. Thank you, GT. Next group. Don't be shy. No? Oh, table over there? Anyone? Gordon is ready for us. Table over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to share quickly. Uh, this is something I've, I've had training in. So um, forgive me. We're going to get a guy from Russell Godwin to spend a bit of time with us as a chat. Some of you might remember he is uh, connected to a group called No Place Left, and this is kind of they call it the three circles. You use a flip chart. Some of you that have been with the church for a while might see it. Uh, but we live in a broken world. You can see the effects of this brokenness everywhere. Uh, the way that we, like, whether it be COVID, sickness, death, destruction. Um, God didn't create the world to be like that, so formed. But he created it to be a, a perfect place where we would live in perfect relationship with one another and with him. Um, but sin or brokenness entered the world as we each went our own way. We decided to not live God's way, but live our own way. We turned our back on God and this brokenness entered the world. And uh, we could try and escape this brokenness through uh, addictive behaviours, bad relationships, trying to climb a career ladder, um, even religion, and all of these things, they're like kind of bungee cords. They help us so far, but we end up getting pinged right back into our brokenness. And God has seen us in this state, and he's got compassion on us. He's created a little door, which is a way out, by sending his son Jesus to 
lived the perfect life that we couldn't live in God's perfect plan. Um, and some 2,000 years he entered the world, lived this perfect life, and wicked men took him and they tried him on a cross and they crucified him and literally killed him uh, for things that he hadn't done. And the Bible tells us that if we put our faith in this guy called Jesus, the king, make him the king of our life, then we can be what the Bible calls born again. And the power of sin is crossed out, it's blotted out, uh, then we can experience new life and be returned to God's original plan for our life. No longer in brokenness, but God's perfect plan. Uh, often when I share this with people, they're normally in one or two places. Are you living in God's perfect plan for your life? Or would you say that you're still in brokenness? And someone would say, um, I'm either living in God's perfect plan, great, God bless you, can I pray for you? Or I'm still in brokenness. So where would you like to be? Well, that's to be God's perfect plan. Well, what's stopping you there? Thank you, Gordon. Again, don't feel any pressure. Gordon has been trained. Okay, Veronica, I'll give you the mic. A slightly different sort of approach. Because I find that in the marketplace, um, God opens up lots of opportunities. And as I was thinking, I was just trying to reflect. And most people come to me and say things like, how are you so confident and able to uh, do things? And then I use that as a cue to just say, well, it's, it's Jesus. You know, and, and I just wanted to share that because it's like a very good opener for me that I found. And I say things like, or they may say, wow, that presentation was really good, or we managed to uncover something that's been hidden in the organization for so long. And they say, how do you do that? Or how do you do smiling? And I'm like, well, do you really want to know? It's Jesus. And I'm like, oh, it's Jesus. Or I then follow on and say, well, before I wasn't always like this, I wasn't always confident. I struggled with rejection, so then I met Jesus, and he really turned my life around, and he's given me strength, hope, confidence, and even when everything is crazy, I still have peace within me, and then they're like, seriously, and then I'm like, you can have it too, you don't have to go to anyone special, you don't have to go to a special training school, you can accept Jesus right now, and then they're like, seriously, I'm like, yes. And I talk about the fact that we were far from God before because of sin, but Jesus died for us. And if, I can, if you're happy for me to pray with you and actually accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he will come into your life and do the same. And then you say, okay, let's pray. Now, I've just given a view of a summary, but that's what I often find as makes it easy for me in, in the marketplace to just share Jesus. People often just want to know why you're different. Or I remember someone saying, oh, you, there's a light about you. And then I'm like, you can have that light too. How? Amazing. Can we clap for Veronica? That was amazing. Thank you. And on that, I know not all of us got to practice. Anyone else wants to share anything? Yeah. Similar to Veronica as well, I was just telling Teresa. Um, we, um, I've had a few opportunities at work recently as well where people have been like, whoa, what's different? Um, and I was able to say, I've been praying for that person. And they're like, have you actually? And I'm like, yeah. And like, God's answered. And they're like, whoa, like, is it really real then? Does prayer really work? And I'm like, yes, I think it might. Um, and then, oh, maybe I, should, maybe I should read the Bible. Maybe God's real. Like, That's a really good idea. Like, go, let's go and do that. And then 
what version shall I buy? And it's just, I think, um, being open and honest about like why stuff is different and not just reading that quietly. And woman um, and I work in the same place, and we're able to kind of go together a little bit. Um, but just being like, yeah, that's why. And then um, we had a. Uh, a social on Friday with Roman, <laughs> and Roman and I were the sensible end of the table that um, hadn't, um, uh, what's the word, consumed too much uh, alcohol. Um, and later on in the evening, um, some people were saying to me, like, oh, last time we went out, I showed some people some videos of karaoke, because yes, so I got up on the karaoke machine completely sober, and um, I had a nice time, because that's having fun and people are like oh Lizzie's so drunk no no she's not she's, she's just happy and they're like yeah we're missing a trick she doesn't need to drink she's got Jesus actually said that to me on the Friday night wow. I'm like yeah it's true and she's like it's free isn't it I'm like yeah permanent and she's like yeah and we're just having this conversation about like actually I don't need to drink to be happy and, and people do notice that stuff and people do comment and like you can have those conversations out of like knowing someone and having a, a real they've got a real experience of your faith um, yeah. and how that changes things and it's a silly example like not drinking and singing karaoke but it makes an impact and um, so just to encourage you that yeah those it's like let's all just live our lives how Jesus wants us to live our lives and ask yeah. questions when they come up because yeah. um, they will yeah. Thank, you. Wow. thank you that was amazing anyone else or should we we round off from there thank you all so much for contributing so well and just to round things up from there again just share share the gospel share about just the way everyone else has said share about jesus just remember jesus christ can come at any day anytime and there's people that is placed around you um is strategically placed you in some certain places so that those people may hear the gospel from you and they might not receive it from your mouth but when someone else tells them like oh i remember um Liz was sharing it with me actually and today I want to make that decision and I've had people do that before so don't be afraid to share the gospel and um, I just pray for opportunities to come our way in Jesus name and just the boldness to make good use of those opportunities in Jesus name, Amen